Hallelujah. We're not done yet. Um, we're going to pray over this stuff, this food. You practice the loaves and the fishes. We're going to be doing that some more because I have a feeling that there's never enough. And we're going to pray over this, that we think this, I'm impressed, but I'm expecting more. You said that girl is crazy. I think I'm a little crazy too. (laughs) The God that I serve is a crazy God. He doesn't take breaks. He doesn't take days off. And all he wants is to bless his kids. The first conversation he has says he blessed them and he said be fruitful and multiply. So we're going to come as a congregation right now. I want to invite all of you to come up here. Up on the stage, on the ground. Brother Dave Murray and also Bob and Angela. We want to recognize you if you'd like to come up too. We're going to lay our hands on this food. We're going to bless it. It's not going to be a three-hour prayer. But Jesus told his disciples, he says, come around here, guys. What are we, how are we going to feed all these people? And the disciples looked at it with their eyes. God saw it with his eyes. So what I want you to do is I want you to exercise. Yeah, come right up here. Come on up. The stage isn't that holy that, you, that it's dangerous. You can come on up. Amen. Let, but bless this food. Jesus took the fish and loaves and he blessed it. He thanked God and God did the rest. So just lay your hands on it right now. Amen. Find something to lay your hands on. Come on, Kirsten. Come on. Amen. Shane, get right in there. Leona, everybody. Yeah, that's a great idea. Pass, if, if you can't reach it, pass something to somebody. Amen. Can somebody give grandma something to hold in her hands to bless? Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this. We thank you for our local community and the difference that Dave and Wendy are making and the passion that they have for your children. So, Lord, we're blessing this food. We're thanking you for it. And, Lord, we are expecting it to multiply huge. If you can do something with five loaves of bread and two fish, imagine what you can do with this. So we thank you for that. We bless it now in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You can go back to your seats. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is an honor for us to have you here today. And thank you for 
Bob and Angela Foster. We've never met, but thank you for coming and fellowshipping with us. And just in our short conversation, I understand and I can tell that you are passionate people and your lives are committed to what God's got on you from Honduras to Romania and all parts between. Thank you for coming. And Brother Dave, I've only been to the food bank a few times, not many. But I believe God's going to give you the desires of your heart. And if, if you know me at all, when I say that, think huge. Go for the dentist clinic. Go for any gaps that you see and anything that you think can be done better. I'm asking God to give you favor. Hallelujah. This, this is making a difference in our community. And I want to thank everybody who has given. And I think, if I understand it right, virtually everybody has brought something. And we got two more weeks. I'd like to see this double. Anybody with me? I know how much Winona has spent. And I just gave her the go-ahead to double it. Come on. Come on. We are, this is good soil. Talking about farming. This is good soil. This is good soil. You want to get a good result? You can plant into this soil and you will get a good result. Okay? The Bible is full of instances of feeding the hungry, of giving to the poor, of recognizing those that are in need. And when you loan to God, it says he repays. And I don't know about you, but I have never found him to ever pay short. And he's never reneged on any of his debt payments. He's never. He's never said, oh, it's the end of the month, what I'm going to do. He says, no. In fact, he gave his son before the foundation of the world so that we could be restored in relationship. Now, I'm getting excited, and that's not even my sermon. I want to share with you just a couple minutes. We've been talking a lot about authority and power. And I want to, just a couple minutes, I'd like you to turn to Acts 1.8. And I want to give you a few thoughts about the power of the Holy Spirit. I like being involved in what God's doing. I like being involved in what God's doing. Have you ever tried to organize and create and do something and nobody's with you? Yeah. It's fun when you're doing what God's doing. It's a whole lot more efficient. It's a whole lot more effective. I encourage you, if you don't know what to do, say, God, what are you doing? And then join him what he's doing. Acts 1.8, 
but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And we spent some time looking on, on receiving. Receiving has the idea of taking hold of. If I was to give somebody here this morning a $20 bill, everybody looked up at that. Um, I know you were asking God for 100 But if I was to give somebody a $20 bill, you wouldn't just go like this. What you would do is once it was in your hand, you'd hold it. And there's an aspect about receiving from God that when God gives you something, take hold of what he's given you. Take hold of what he's given you. And it says here, you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Take hold of the power from the Holy Ghost. It's not your power. It's not chainsaw power. Although I thought that was a good illustration. It's his power. And that word power, I want to give you in literally five minutes, I'd like to give you seven or eight aspects of that word power. Are you ready to receive? Are you ready for a miracle? Because if I can give that to you in five minutes. That word power. I'm going to read you the definition and then I'm going to give you eight thoughts that that I had this morning. Just with respect to the word power. The word power there refers to inherent power. Power residing in a thing by virtue of its nature. Or which a person or thing exerts and puts forth. Power for performing miracles. Moral power and excellence of soul. The power and influence which belongs to riches and wealth. Power and resources arising from numbers. Power consisting on or resting upon armies, forces or hosts. I want to leave you with some thoughts this morning about the power of the Holy Spirit. Yesterday, Winona and I were talking to some people. And what I came to realize is after talking to some people is everybody has a need. Everybody's got a need. And in my experience, I have found that A need to one person might not seem like a need to another, but everybody has a need. And everybody's looking for answers. Do you know what? The Holy Spirit, he can give you the answer. That's a good spot for an amen. The Holy Spirit can give you the answer. So there's eight things he wants to reside in you. He doesn't want to just visit for a two-week holiday. He wants to stay. And one of the translations in the word in this passage, the Woos translation, goes something to the effect of the kind, when talking about the power, it's the kind of which God has. I love that expression. The kind of power which God has and exerts, he wants to reside in you. 
These are moments in your spirit where you need to grab hold. Number two, he wants to exert his power in and through you. He wants his power to come out through you. We are helpless when left among ourselves. But when he shows up, he's the difference maker. I expect when people are around me, there will be a difference because of the Holy Spirit. I'm kind of crazy that way, Dave. And I sense you are too, in a good way. We're not insane. We're just insanely in love with our God. But you come around me and I expect that I will be a difference in your life. Not because of me, but because of the Holy Spirit who lives inside of me. The kind of which God has his power. He wants you to perform miracles. Anybody here need a miracle? Come on, raise your hand. It's okay. I expect that you will see miracles in your life. Why? Because that's the power of the Holy Spirit. He isn't 20%. He's 100%. He's not just a little bit. He's like everything that God is, is the Holy Spirit. The power, the wisdom, the knowledge. He wants, number four, he wants to affect your morality. Think about that. Don't tell me the devil made me do it. Instead, tell me the Holy Spirit helped me get through it. Don't make excuses for your behavior. Make excuses for the Holy Spirit to come into you. I need you. I can't do this myself. Help me. Sometimes we use a crutch when we need to learn to walk and accept responsibility and say, you know what, there are things in my life, but by the power of the Holy Spirit, I will overcome those things. Come on. We're all grown-ups. He wants to affect your morality. Just look on TV. I mean, if it's crazy. Everything has to do with sex and immorality. You can't have a conversation that somebody doesn't twist words around. The Holy Spirit wants to affect you so that you can be a person who has a morals and, and affects others. He also wants to give you excellence of your soul. He wants excellence from your mind, your will, and emotions. That's what he expects when he comes on the scene. That's his ability. That's the ability of the Holy Spirit. Your mind, your will, and emotions. I know when I take offerings, I expect that every businessman here will succeed. And I'm asking God for every businessman here who thinks they're going to make 10% profit, I'd love you to make 20, 30, 40. Why not? He can give you creative, 
excellent ideas. Brother Dave, God gave you a creative idea with the dental. He's going to give you more excellent ideas. More excellent. Excellence is like the best there is. It's not... I, I see this commercial on TV and it kind of makes me chuckle. Nobody ever talks about, well, I had an okay day. You don't hear people saying, well, how you doing? Oh, I am just like so happy because I had like a, just an okay day. How you doing? Well, it was only 25% what I needed, but I am so happy. No, people talk about, man, I'm doing awesome. I'm doing great. I'm doing excellent. Not so-so, not come see, come saw. But God is a God of excellence. That's the only French word I learned, come see, come saw. It means so-so for those of you who haven't learned it. But God is a God of excellence, and that's what his Holy Spirit expects through you. If you work for a boss, I expect and I challenge you to be the best employee around. Because that's biblical. And whatever your hand finds to do, do it well and do it to the best of your ability as if you're doing it to God. And I don't know about you, but if I was the boss, I'd want those working around me to do their best. So why can't I do my best? Renee, that was an amen point for you as a boss. (laughs) Excellence. He wants you, number six, he wants you to be a person of influence. With the Holy Spirit residing in you and active in your life, you can influence others. Why? Because you've got what others need. It says in Corinthians, uh, we have this treasure within earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be a God and not of us. There is an influence that you and I have through the power of the Holy Spirit. So people kind of like when you're around. This is the Holy Spirit that you have, by the way. This isn't something you need. This is who you have living in you already. This is what is deposited inside of you already. The infinite inside of finite. I can't figure that out. That doesn't make mathematical sense. But God doesn't care about math. He cares about you and me. And he puts everything that he has. His ability to see miracles happen is in me. And I'm not talking crazy. I'm talking God. Power of the Holy Spirit. The influence that he has, he wants to put inside of me and he has put it inside of me and he wants it to come out. The excellence, the morality. Number seven, he has resources for you. Uh, Dave, he's got resources for you. Crazy resources. Don't just think hundreds of dollars. Don't think 2.2 million When you lay your head on the bed, think of 2.2 million and then times it by a few. Come 
come on. Why not? My God isn't, it says, my hand isn't too short that it can't reach. He has resources. Who here needs resources? I have yet to meet somebody who doesn't like to get resources. If you need resources, God has got the resources inside of you already. And I don't think it's just limited to his wisdom and this. I believe he's got finances. In fact, when you look at this word, it says it has the power that comes from wealth and it kind of imitates the power that wealth. Have you ever met somebody who's got money and things just don't matter? Well, it's okay. Can, can you imagine going for lunch with Donald Trump? I mean, I don't think he goes to McDonald's. Not like me. I don't think he worries. He'll just, it's okay. The power and the influence that finances has is the power and influence and the resources that God has for you. And he wants you to experience, number eight, the power that rests in an army. (laughs) You're not alone. But that word power, it talks about consisting or resting upon armies, forces, or hosts. Do you know that the hosts of heaven are on your side? When I was a kid... Playing with my brothers, and sometimes we'd get against another team, and it was like, and I'm sure you've had these little schoolyard spats where you, well, my brother's bigger than your brother, and it finally escalates to the point where, where my dad can beat up your dad, and you just want to be the guy with everything. When you've got the Holy Spirit residing and living and dwelling in you, which you do, You have the heavenly host on your side. It makes you kind of straighten up and not slouch. Because I've got the king of kings on my side. That's about a 10 minute version of Acts 1.8, the word power. God has... An amazing power for you. The last thing I'd like to say with respect to those verses and those words is the Holy Spirit is practical. He's not some ethereal, ooh, where is he? Where is he? Casper the friendly ghost. He is practical. He is so practical. He has the answer for your situation before you even get to finding the problem. If you've got a situation in front of you that requires influence, that requires wisdom, that requires resources, that requires a heavenly host, he already has that for you and he is so practical that he has it there for you and he will give it to you. And the last verse is in Isaiah 40 when Arianna shared that this morning. 
and that passage, it's an interesting passage. You've got to read it again. But you're questioning, saying, does God even know I exist? Does he even have a clue what I'm going through? Is he even aware of what I have to face tomorrow? I get a day off today, but tomorrow, 8 o'clock, it's right in front of my face. And if you read that passage, he goes on, and just as she shared this morning, he says, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. The solution to what you're facing is found in resting and waiting in the Lord. Everybody... Everybody has needs. They may take different shapes and different forms, different looks, different colors, different bank rolls. They may take different looks completely, but everybody's got needs. But the Holy Spirit is the one that it fulfills and matches and is more than enough for your need. And he is residing inside of you. We have this. We have an unfair advantage. Over somebody who's not a Christian. And I like having advantages. You have inside of you. What people outside these walls are craving for. Are looking for. Are asking for. Are crying for. Are screaming for. You have that inside of you. He is called the Holy Spirit. And in John it talks about. He'll guide you in all truth. He'll direct you. He'll be your comforter. I don't know all the needs that you have here. We saw today a bit of the history and, and just an explanation of the food bank and the needs there are. I can't imagine the need of 7,000 families or individuals. We've got 100. And that's overwhelming at times. We all have different ways. It comes out in different shapes. It comes out in different expressions. But the power of the Holy Spirit says, when you rest upon the Lord, He will renew your strength. And you will mount up with wings like eagles. And those things that you think are insurmountable are actually the platforms that you lift off of and you rise above. So this morning, if you've got a need, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. I'm not going to ask you to stand up. I'm just going to ask you to close your eyes. And as the music's playing, we're going to take 15, 20, 30 seconds. And we're just going to wait on God.
praise you, Jesus. Mm. Just get caught away in his presence right now. Just let him carry you. Let him give you thoughts and ideas, strategies, tactics, answers. Maybe you need questions to unlock things. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Holy Spirit, Thank you for being alive in our lives. Thank you for being so practical. And Lord, when life comes at me a hundred miles an hour, I need a moment to steal away with you. Teach us, Lord, how to take moments so that we can commune with you and speak with you and that you can speak to us and give us ideas and solutions and answers, direction and wisdom, resources and influence, that we can see that the armies of the heavenly hosts are for us and not against us. Lord, that we can see miracles, the supernatural, happen naturally. And Lord, I pray for everyone here right now. God, that you would pour out your spirit in a fresh, 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 fresh way. in a way that almost makes their soul tickle. Mm. We thank you, Jesus. Pray everybody have a great week. In your precious name, amen. And God bless you. Take some time this week to wait on the Lord.